Hi, this is Day Bernight with Caridad Sitch, a series that looks at the intersection between theater and poetry in the Angelus, in the wilderness. In today's episode, I'm going to read from actually something I haven't read from before. It's a uh, Is it an essay? Not really an essay. It's like a notes, I suppose, or an essay composed in a series of notes, what I call illuminations, um, that I wrote earlier this year and for a potential publication, and then it, it didn't happen. So, and the prompt was to write about uh, the early stages of the pandemic. Uh, in relationship to theater. So I wrote about it. Uh, and it's been hiding, this writing. Uh, so I thought today is a, as good a time as any to air it and share it with you. The piece is called Meet Me at the Theater at the End of the World. Illumination One. The sound of birds, an eerie calm, the sudden grayness of the skies broken by sunlight. It's the first day of a long week. After all, everything has been rendered seemingly obsolete. Fear and sadness are punctured by the sound of church bells occasionally, or is it the memory of church bells? Wrap the lunches in tins, stock up on water, shutter the lights of all the marquees, put away the costumes, and wait for what may end up being 500 days or more of waiting. In this theater, we will live. Illumination two. The brisk quiet is remarkable in its efficiency Three months after the ending of all endings, the fear turns inward. The skies turn upward. Rain pelts. And then there is the necessary storm of racial reckoning. Justice cries, as just is. The world spins forward and then snaps back. High wire act with people's very lives. As lies are spread like the wildfires that blanket the western coasts. Shouting into the night, global traumas make the news, but in other news, many things are left unseen. It is here where some theaters are born, just like this, in the spaces of neglect and abandonment. One artist calls another, one worker knocks on someone's door. A play is sent on a postcard. A play is made for the telephone. A fruit basket carries within it the pages of a poem. Here is an everyday theater, humble and low, away from the bright lights of commerce and industry. Through pain shards, a little light, a little art to warm the waiting days. In this theater, we make 
Illumination 3. Theater companies from around the world open their vaults and make them available for limited times online. An outcome, archives of recorded work old and new. Bertolt Brecht's Mother Courage from the Berliner Ensemble. Thomas Ostermeyer's legendary stagings of Hamlet and Wojciech. Theater pieces from Hungary, Czechoslovakia, Australia, Kenya, England, Ireland, Finland, Norway, Chile, Brazil, and more. Feeding the conversation around the digital campfires, groups spring up on Twitter, WhatsApp, and TikTok. Among them is one called European Theater Club, and another devoted to watching old films. In this theater, we yearn. Illumination 4. A cough becomes an alert. The weather is a beacon, as theater makers gravitate to making work on a variety of video platforms. Zoom becomes the most popular for mysterious reasons. Someone says this could have been Skype's big moment, and yet Skype faded into the background and Zoom took over. The new stage space was this video conference space. This new black box taught actors and directors new vocabularies, while theater wizards hacked the system and incorporated Isadora software and other online tools to turn this new black box into a fever dream of magic and enterprise. In this theater, we thrive. Illumination 5. While a coup attempt occurs in the U.S. Capitol, the fires of creativity and renewal stir up older and newer generations of theater makers, especially those in and of the global majority. We will not be silenced. We will be seen. The voices will ring out, even through our screens. In this theater, we rage. Illumination 6. Across the universe, a layer of ice craft, a forest is decimated by greed. A thousand seagulls lose their way, and a lone puppet travels from one city to another, calling attention to the plight of war and climate refugees. In this theater, we offer peace. Illumination 7. Walk through the theater districts of cities. Old plays and musicals are listed still on marquees. No one is rushing to see a show. The buzz of the in-person audience is gone. The buildings called theaters are ghosted by ghost lights, remnants of another time. Other priorities, songs sung, words spoken, bodies rendered visible. It was here that we danced once. Nostalgia floods everything with its treacherous sepia tint. In this theater, we mourn. Illumination 8. Singer stands in the middle of the town square, microphone town, boombox at their side. It is a crisp fall day. They sing an old show tune. Their voice is brash and strong and defiant. They are singing for their life. While pop singer Taylor Swift 
releases two albums that seem to capture some of the tenor of these fragile times. Folklore and evermore with their bittersweet refrains about heartbreak. I sing a song of letting go, a neighbor says. In this theater, we learn to live. Illumination 9. The numbered days are not static, even if from the outside they may seem so. Collaborations across nations and states abound, as theater artists take it into their hands to carry on against insurmountable odds, to keep the fires lit, and the work of collective imaginations speak good trouble to real trouble. Restless is sleep as broken songs for humanity and the planet rise. In this theater, we are. Illumination 10. Soft petals of a rose against the cheek, swell ache of morning, cereal in a coffee mug, coffee drips upon a pancake, forgotten worlds are called up in the play on the laptop. We wave hello to the actors on the screen, they wave back, emojis in the chat, question and answer for the after party. We turn our cameras on and see each other's spaces interiors made public, living room has become theaters as once they were long ago. Someone's kitchen becomes Lear's palace. Someone's attic becomes the lighthouse at the end of the world. In this theater, we touch fire. Illumination 11. I saw you in the window of another day, this neighbor says. The music came through the speakers and I was dancing in my room. The sirens wailed outside, the sky crisp and blue. How is it that we make anything out of anything when everything is broken? I hold my heart. I press my lips against the horizon. Tendrils of the air caress what's left of the night to render the invisible. Sometimes you need to wear a mask. In this theater, we call upon the ancient. Illumination 12. In the before times before these, before the streets were made of concrete, there was a pulse to the motion of the waves, human and animal, water and mineral, this was the time when the old songs were new, when the theater was but a game played around the campfire. In it, we could do anything because we were gods, and we told ourselves the gods would maybe save us. In the before times before these, the world was both heavy and light, much lighter than now, because now, now, in these after times, after the wheels of industry have reached the moon, and dabbled in Mars and plundered the oceans. There is an unbearable heaviness that not even sitting around a campfire can seem to lessen. And so, instead begins a massive forgetting, and all that had been seen slowly fades, because so-called civilized societies 
cannot bear to face illness. In this theater, we mourn again. Illumination 13. For some people, theater died in March of 2020. To others, death was a call to imagine a new beginning, sitting with and bearing the face of illness and death. Theater is a game of life and death. It is a philosophical endeavor as much as it is an ontological and hauntological and phenomenological one. Around the campfire made of ashes, we inscribe the names of the dead, sing the songs of those past, dance the lost dances of childhood, and make of our incantations a kind of gospel. Bathed in the light of emergence, theater's rooms are as vast as the sea, because the rooms of theater do not need buildings. They just need people communicating one to another in whatever manner they are able. Signal fires or and across the ages. In this theater, we breathe. Afterglow. I want to tell you a story about a theater, a friend says. It is late. I have been zooming all day. I am grateful that a technological platform can forge and sustain a connection and foster ingenuity, even during the worst of times, making work accessible to so many for whom it had previously been not. I want to tell you a story so that you won't forget. I listen. A friend begins. Over there, you cannot see it, but there was a theater once. I squint. I try to imagine. It was made of leaves. It was stitched together by some insects and squirrels, and maybe a raccoon or two. It was a very tender thing, because when it rained, it flooded over, through and through. And the insects and squirrels and the raccoons would have to fetch a new set of leaves and build it again. And since it was very rainy then, much more than it is now, they would have to rebuild it over and over. And oftentimes they were very tired and desperately wanted to give up or hand over the job to some other creature that wouldn't mind the task of rebuilding. But then they remembered that many creatures didn't even know theater existed. And so, they took it upon themselves to remember the patterns of the leaves and the weight of the dirt and how the sun would come in just so and light everything when the birds sang their songs. How else will they know it is a theater if the birds aren't singing? I want to tell you a story, because stories are old-fashioned and have been with us for a long time. Some say such stories teach us things, but I think stories merely help us remember everything that has been forgotten 
Look over there. Underneath the theater of leaves, there is a stone. Pick it up. Put it in your pocket. Feel its stoneness force through you. There have been days and days unlike these. But there have also been days and days like these. And the stone has been witnessed because it has survived everything. Inside this stone lives a chorus of stone. And the chorus holds many voices and many languages. The chorus has traveled much farther than you will ever travel, even though it may not have ever left the ground upon which stands the theater of leaves. Stone feels good in your pocket. It's light. It's shaped like an almond. It weighs hardly anything, but just enough to remind you of its presence. Sometimes it tells jokes. It is a funny stone. And the chorus is a riot. Let the stone carry you, even if it's just to the next neighborhood. But when you get there, you can tell people you have met them at the theater, at the end of the world. And that's today's episode. As always, this is about you and I in this theater. You there, in the dark, and I here wondering who you are. Thanks for listening. Today for night.